Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Huge Age Podcast. Today, we are talking about attachment theory. We also have um, our special friend, Gemma, who you may recognize from some of the tearless episodes to join us in this conversation. I know the boys had a lot of fun. We've been trying this kind of new format where we just ask less questions and just have more of a spitball dialogue, which I think a lot of us really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, we really hope that you enjoyed this perspective and maybe learn something new about yourselves or learn something about uh, relationships and attachment theory. Uh, please keep in mind that none of us are actually like proficient, like top educated psychologists. We're just like three dudes on a casting couch talking about stuff. So yeah, uh, just take whatever we say as opinion as opposed to fact. And we really hope that you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Let's pretend to laugh. Hey, welcome back to UJ's podcast <laughs> to another episode. Woo! We have a special guest, Jimma. Jimma, introduce yeah, yourself. Hello, <laughs> uh, my name is Jimma. I have uh, no type of social media to kind of flex right now. Um, I'm going to be a famous TikToker and then I'll flex it on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it at underscore NGMO? At underscore best uh, TikTok dancer in the world. <laughs> Street dancer, uh, head spinner in the club. <laughs> that's why he's wearing a bucket hat. Anyways, that's all you need to know. But yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, today we're talking about attachment styles, attachment theory, relationships, and stuff. So um, before we get in, I just kind of go through the educational part of it. I'm going to try to be short because like this is not. I, I think we already got that. No, we didn't. No, I just rest- I just restarted, man. But um, I don't want this to turn into a university lecture because I remember learning about this and I fell asleep, but also I can't remember it. So, with attachment theory, it's a classical theory by uh, John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth that identified uh, four types of attachment. Um, oh, I think sorry, I think it's actually Mary uh, Mary Ainsworth that actually did the attachment style, and her colleague uh, Mary Main, same name but it's a different last name. So there's four types of attachment style. Um, one of them is secure, and the other is insecure. So secure is, and that's arguably the one that I think most people are trying to uh, achieve. Um, basically, secure people tend to have long-lasting relationships, uh, good self-esteem, they're good at sharing their feelings, and they're very good at reaching out to support. Um, I think most people kind of associate this with like, oh, like this is a green flag kind of person. Um, and like, this is like the quote-unquote the morally superior um, category that you want to be in. But like, we'll talk about that you know, the controversy with that. Next one is uh, avoided or dismissive, um, anxious avoidant. So uh, for these people, they have a hard time kind of opening up to people. So um, they tend to be a lot closed off, uh, have a hard time sharing their feelings, hard time reaching out to people. Um, Maybe they have a hard time initiating like conversation and like uh, actually building actual intimate relationships with other people. Um, The third one is anxious, otherwise known as preoccupied or anxious ambivalent. Uh, these people are a lot more needy. They're very clingy. They have feelings that a lot of the people that they love don't like them, that everyone hates them. They feel that, um, you know, um, they have feelings of abandonment. So, like, every time, like, maybe a partner leaves them, they tend to have feelings of, like, despair and sadness. Uh, the last one, which was adopted by, um, or, like, a, another category that was kind of created by Mary May, not Mary Ainsworth, is disorganized, which basically is a mix of avoided and anxious. So, this is, like, they want to get close to someone, but they're very scared of sharing their feelings. So they have abandonment issues, but also they have a hard time sharing what they feel. And um, yeah, now there is kind of a little bit of a nuance to this conversation of trying to talk about uh, how we categorize humans. Um, First of all, these are are four categories. Uh, There's so many humans in the world, depending on what culture, religion, what you believe in, 
Uh, so kind of putting people into these boxes is kind of, is a little problematic because there's so many people with different temperaments and personalities. So you kind of use these boxes as like a way of understanding yourself, uh, which one fits you the most. Secondly, it's very easy to see as secure as the green flag and insecure as the red flag and kind of like, oh, like these are toxic people. You need to cut all the toxic people in life. But there's a conversation of like, do people have the capacity to change or are you trying to protect your peace, right? So a lot of times with um, attachment styles, your attachment style can change as a, as a child, like from going from child to an adult, depending on your experience. Do you have held relationships or did you have very toxic relationships growing up? Uh, are you trusting people or do you have a hard time opening up to people? You know, it all depends on your experience as a, as a human being. Um, with that being said, um, one of the questions I want to ask you guys is uh, basically a question about how you handle someone with uh, a different attachment style and like what's like the best way of handling. So this question is, um, let's say you're dating someone and you love them very much. You're dating them for maybe like a year, two years, perhaps. And you notice that every time you try to spend time without them, whether that's like you want to hang out time with the boys or you want to do overtime in your workplace or, you know, you want to do like cocaine with your coworker or whatever, like um, they tend to yes. be very angry at you. Right. They blow up your phone. Um, they antagonize you. The moment you get home, like they're just like, fuck you. Men are trash. They're root of all evil, and they're like, you know, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, God and like, damn, you know, like they 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 unload all their anger and resentment onto you. Um, first question is, uh, what do you think is the best way to respond? And second question, how would you have actually responded, and how do you think you would have responded? Okay, I'll go again first. Yeah, yeah of course. I got you, bro. So, uh, so a little, um, so like yeah, uh, I was again. I was talking to these guys earlier about like how I was like to prep for this episode. I was taking like quizzes and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed quizzes and, 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 and astrology quizzes. And, yeah, and, the and, sixty you know. personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the INT, uh, INTFP or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. the Enneagram. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. The Milky Way quiz. <laughs> Which potato are you in Buzzfeed? Um, but anyways, uh, uh, I took the quiz and, and it came out as um, anxious. And I think I, I do agree with that. I do find myself very clingy and putting people on a pedestal. Like, that was, like, one of the main points in the blurb is that, like, you put people on a pedestal and you don't, like, really um, value yourself more than the other person. Because I know, like, an avoided, like, you're, like, a lone wolf. You're, like, you're like very, like, you know, <laughs> independent. Whereas, like... I don't need no man. <laughs> exactly. You thought I was feeling you? <laughs> Whereas, like, anxious is more like you, you, you like to depend on people. And um, you just can't help but depend on people. And obviously that comes from, like, your upbringing and temperament and stuff like that. But I do agree that I'm a very, like, anxious attachment style per- type of person where I'm very, like, clingy and I'm always, like, questioning if I'm putting if, if I'm putting out too much effort for this person if they, uh, and um, if, like, I'm not showing them enough love and I'm always constantly doubting myself. Like, I was supposed to hang out with uh, Vince and a uh, homie uh, one time and, like, on... Uh, but it was like our flo- uh, our homie Flores his last day in Calgary, and uh, it was like yeah, Flo, you guys know Flores. He's been on the podcast before. But um, I was like, oh fuck, okay, so do I still go on this hangout or whatever? And then I ended up canceling because it's just like Flores isn't in town that often, and I can just see these guys whenever I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And but like I just felt so guilty. I was like, fuck, like <laughs> I, I I don't like this. <laughs> I like, feel, feel like a bad person for yeah, like a yeah. bad, like a you know yeah. Mm-hmm. So like uh, pertaining to this question, I think like my my kind of like first my first thought would be like oh like say sorry, apologize, and like and, and like do everything in your power to like make them happy or make them like not be angry at you. You know what I mean? And um, that's what I, that like that's like the kind of the first thing that I would do, especially before because I didn't really like think with my head. 
often, I thought with my other head. I was going to say the same joke, and you beat me to it. <laughs> but, um... Two heads are better than one. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Um, I like but, that. I like uh, that. Now, like, if it, if I think of... Uh, now, I'm the, probably the best course of action I would take, be, me being, like, trying to be more secure attacking style person is to really think about it and come back to it later like go on my said like whatever i need to do like if it's hanging out with the boys doing coke with my coworkers or something i don't know yeah but anyways, <laughs> um and, and then do what i need and then come back home and talk about it because like i think that like also at the same time you need as a as just sort of a person in general who has relationships in their life you also need to prioritize other relationships and help nurture the other ones yeah so it's like um i think in a sense like going to still like supplement those relationships hanging out with friends or like doing ot at work like you're working on those ones and then come back and kind of work on this one because i feel like if you guys are in a relationship that way then i just feel like you know setting boundaries would just be such a good thing in this situation like just coming back to it and being like hey like um i understand that you're like frustrated when like i'm kind of doing other stuff but you gotta understand that like this and that yada 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 go into like the details and the grittiness of it but yeah i think that's like my that's like ideal yeah action. but the action i really would take <laughs> probably like right away would probably apologize and then be like i'm sorry for like spending time with the boys and that's the thing like just yeah. being honest with yourself about that because it's like ideally you want to believe that you know you have you know how to handle every situation but uh-huh. when you're actually not like actual conversation you're like fuck Maybe not, I didn't handle that the way I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you want to talk about Yeah, that? sure. So, like, yeah, the first part of this question, I guess, is, like, what I would do. And uh, similar to Ronald, I'll talk about, like, my self-diagnosis of what <laughs> attachment style <laughs> I am. Sorry. So, I actually, like, watched a couple of videos preparing for this, like, 10 minutes before. Oh, yeah, he's I'm ready. I swear. I, I know myself. Was it? Like, I did my research. You know, it was like, you know, I'm so much of a scientist myself. <laughs> you know, or like, yeah. the, like, when did you become a, a master in neurophysicist? Like, oh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so like, um, given like the history of, of how I've reacted to issues in the past, I'm very much of like like Ronald. I'm very much of like an anxious attachment style. One of the characteristics that's common within like anxious attachment style people is they want to be fixers. So they want to like, okay, let's like fix this right away. Yeah. Like I can fix her. I can fix him. Like, let's fix this right away. We can talk it out. (laughs) Very impatient people. Very like, you know, let's sit down and, could solve this problem. My big boy boots. My big boy boots. Yeah. So probably like I can, I'm just trying to like imagine like the situation. I would probably be like if, if someone were to like pop off on me for like spending time with my friends, I would probably react very like angrily. I would be like, first I would I would try to act <laughs> mature. I would be like, okay, well, you know what? Let's let's talk it out. And then like once we're there, I would be like, you fucking like get in a car type thing, bro. It's like it's like you guys leave the car start angrily driving. Like I wouldn't like be young, but I would be like very assertive on like my position. Yeah, yeah. I need my personal space, and um, you know, I would apologize as well, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like like universal thing for like attachment, like avoiding 
sorry, not anxious, like, attachment people, like, your first instinct is to say sorry. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter if you are in the wrong or not. Yeah. You're just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think my response would be like, sorry, blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I would, like, explain mine and, then, like, and then be like, okay, what's what's your what's your point of view? And then they wouldn't speak because they're so, like, offended or shocked or because yeah. I just, like. Because you just popped off. I like just them. popped off like that, right? Yeah. So. I, I don't know. Like, we cry together, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I think I, the ideal way is um, as adults, <laughs> yeah, people as, need to. Well, I mean, some people might not be adults watching this, but like, so as like, yeah. as like mature people who are in relationships, like the. Well, I mean, like young people can learn from this. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Oh, hundred percent. The, the ideal way to do kids. it is like, like have a discussion. I, also, you don't need to fix things right away. <laughs> yeah, you can like come back to it at a time. Like there, there's yeah. no, there's no harm in saying, "Hey, like I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there right now to you know fix this problem." Like I, it would be, um, it would be like not sincere of me to say, "Oh, sorry, I'll do this next time," because my focus is not fully there. Mm -hmm. So, if you guys can come together in like a neutral space and like talk about your problems and I really ask questions, like why are you upset that I'm um spending time with my friends like how does it make you mm -hmm. feel yeah. this is why i need to spend time with friends like mm -hmm. do you expect me to feel the same way when you like spend time with your friends like really ask some like questions yeah. <laughs> listen <laughs> <laughs> and yeah exactly like listen to each other and understand like where that concern insecurity is coming from and yeah. try to solve it so but I feel like, you know, we're imperfect people. It's always. not always going to be like that. So always. sometimes it's going to be like a yelling match before you come to that Smackdown versus Raw. Oh. Smackdown oh. versus Down. Raw. Down. Survivor TV. Series. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Gemma, you can go ahead. Yeah. Just, I actually want to add to what you said. I definitely agree with you. We're self-improving people. And I feel like we have to like kind of find a basis to like know what to improve on in a sense. But with like regarding that, I think, I think it's kind of hard. I think a lot of people like find it very difficult to kind of self reflect and find a way to like, yeah. you know, find a way to like kind of see if it's their problem or it's their fault or like kind of yeah. figure that out. So it's kind of hard. It's it's a very tricky situation, honestly, from like my experience. Mm -hmm. I think it also depends on like so many factors. It depends on like what the argument is. It depends on like oh, who yeah. the person is. Yeah, and like so much factors. I feel like yeah. with everything, it's just it's just really hard. It's just really hard to respond, obviously, and people act out of uh, emotion compared to, like, reason. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're emotional creatures. That's We're not really locked around gender. Just if you're, yeah, we just, yeah, we think, you think with our gender, heads. Yeah. We're definitely emotional people. I mean, yeah. Like, from my experience, I personally have, like, no kind of experience towards this to some extent. As, like, not, not that I can think of them anyways, but generally, yeah, I, I don't have any kind of experience. I just feel like I'd kind of act more so anxious, kind of like Leah. Yours is anxious, right? Was it not anxious. Anxious, I, right? You, so like, I, I as like before, a personality type. Out of the four, bro. Like, what, what do you think you are? Like, like self-diagnose yourself right now, even though you're not certified to. <laughs> we'll do that later because I haven't. Honestly, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Honestly, though, but I, I'd say, I'll say Mary Main for now. I'll say Mary Main for now. Think really thinking about disorganized, it. like both. Uh, a little bit both. Anxious, but have a hard time. Yeah, I kind of live like like living life on like just a chill side, you know, like go with the flow type thing. So I feel like kind of Mary Main would kind of fit me. Disorganized, kind of a bit of a combination of both anxious, avoidance uh, style, you know, kind of crave attention. I don't, you know, like. <laughs> a little bit of everything, you know. A little bit of everything. <laughs> you know, two scoops on your Edo. Uh... <laughs> two, scoops of, two scoops of sauce. 
like no napkins, napkins. You know, depends on how messy I want to get. Yeah, yeah. Bro. <laughs> you know, like. Just <laughs> 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 okay, talking about attachment styles, bro. It's kind of what's chaos. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty. I want of problems, not peace. Yeah. <laughs> that is the beauty of dialogue. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, I kind of I have been in this situation before. Not me as ugly as I described it, but just the idea of like trying to <clears throat> kind of invest in my own like well-being and like what I want, but also trying to meet the needs of uh, someone else, right? Uh, I'm thinking about how I handled it when I was younger because I would just start pulling out all the logical fallacies of the argument and say that this is stupid. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you say that? That doesn't make any sense. Because I just like, I, when I was young, I just did not give a fuck. Like, I literally was like very unapologetic um, with like how I, how I saw things. Um, but a lot of times, like when handling arguments, like a lot of times it's not about like who's who's right, who's wrong, even if sometimes it feels that way. It's about what are we actually upset about? What do we as people need to work on? And how do we mediate this conflict? It definitely helps when you have someone that's willing to mediate. Mm-hmm. When you have someone who is like actively antagonizing you, it's, dude, like you can try to apologize all you want. And you can try to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll do this better. And you can try to improve, but at the end of the day, it's like one of those things like, whoa, like no matter what I do, it almost seems like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember having this conversation with like us, like at, mm-hmm. uh, like our friend's house about like uh, when it comes to forgiveness and and fixing like fixing your behavior where like it takes two to tango. So if someone wrongs someone else, if one person forgives them, but the other person doesn't really improve in their behavior, then at that point, it's kind of enabling that behavior. Mm-hmm. But if someone like refuses to forgive and that person actually actively trying to improve and like you know while you know actually giving the choice and agency to actually improve, then at that point there's no point because no matter what they do, they'll never be good enough to yeah. you know uh, receive that forgiveness right. So it takes two to tango when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing myself and how I would respond, uh, I think in the past definitely very very immaturely, like I would just you know point out things that just don't make sense in the argument and like kind of just like be a smart ass. And be even more petty at a point, but I definitely can say confidently that I think even like looking at my recent relationship is like how I would be able to handle situations where um, listen first, and then like think about what they said, and then respond. Because uh, I feel like a lot of times before when I would listen, I would already have a response in my head ready, um, but instead yeah. I just kind of listen, force myself to pause, and then be like, okay, what are they saying? What are they actually saying? Because like you know, language is. Like only one part of communication. There's also body language and like verbal yeah. communication, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they're trying to figure out why they are hurt, and also trying to be also conscious about how I'm feeling as well. Because like, yeah, I think having that argument all the time, like you know, wanting to spend time on like what what else makes you happy, right? Because as as much as people want to like to admit, like a relationship is not the only thing that makes you happy, right? There's many mm-hmm. things you can get happiness from, and you know what what is that, right? Yeah, and so when you have someone who is like dependent on like you for that happiness, it's kind of like frustrating to handle because it's like, yo, like it's not that I don't love you. It's just that like, you know, I would like to go home. I would like to see my friends because those relationships are also just as important. And like, I only have a hundred percent of my energy to give. Right. And, um, it's yeah. Like, when you're when someone is like in that headspace, I think one of the things you can do is definitely just taking a pause, waiting for them to calm down. Because I think trying to um, 
reason with someone who's kind of escalated is it's kind of just like talking to a wall. Yeah, you're yeah, talking 100%. to a brick at that point. 100%. So honestly, just trying to make sure that you're listening, but also being recognized that you also have feelings and they have feelings, and now it's just a bunch of two humans having feelings yelling at each other. It's not you versus them. It's like you guys versus the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how I see it, and I think I don't know. That's just the way I think. Optimally. People should be able to uh, mediate conflict, but you know, obviously, yeah. that's a very hypothetical world. And yeah. yeah, just just to add on that, like I, I think uh, one of you guys re- referred to it earlier. Um, that song uh, "We Cry Together," oh, Kendrick yeah. Lamar. It, it's exactly like that, right? Like people just are two people just like trying to get the final say, final word. Like and and what you said, it's like taking pauses. It seems unnatural, but it's actually really valuable. Yo, it helps. Because, like, yeah. you, some, sometimes, yeah, I, I do agree. Sometimes I already have, like, a response, like, loaded, right? I'm like, I just, like, trying to bite Okay, 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 I got you. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that really helps because even though it feels unnatural, like, you're, you're talking, right? And then I'm, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, yeah, but you're tra- taking time to process what they actually said yeah. and, like, you know, what they actually mean. And now you get to say your piece, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. and approaching each problem as a team rather than like, oh, you know, this person, you know, just not working with me. Like he's, or he or she is like a fucking like avoidant. I mean, he's, he, they don't want to. Yeah, you start psychoanalyzing. Yeah, like, like cla- yeah. classifying people based on like, it, mm-hmm. I, I also saw in that video that I watched 10 minutes prior to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that like, and I think you alluded to it as well. Like you sh- we shouldn't like be or identify with like what we uh, identify as like our, ta- our attachment style. Yeah. Like I, I'm broken, unlike um, and I will never be fixed. I'm so broken. Unlike oh, unlike yeah. astrology signs, <laughs> we shouldn't identify with like you know I'm an avoidant. I'm I have these problems. I have or I'm anxious. I have these problems. It's like they're just characteristics, right? Yeah. They're not your identity, and you can always change. You can always change. People mm-hmm. are you know. You can always change, you know, you can just put, put the work in. But, you know, if I, it's almost like if you identify as that, it validates it. Uh, it, it validates like that you won't work on it because like this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like that applies to a lot of things too, like that this is just who I am thing. Yeah. I know that this kind of oh, off topic no. from the podcast, yeah. but like. No, no but that's a very that, valuable conversation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ironic though because like stuff like that sounds so corny, but it's so true. Yeah. It's a corny stuff that's always true like that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's all I had to add to your No, no I think that's like a very good point to bring up because I think a lot of people, especially like, I don't know if it's just my perception, but a lot of times when I look at social media and like mental health TikTok and like, everyone's broken, Better everyone help. needs to be healed. And I'm like, Ugh, like, you know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> no, shit like that where it's like, yo, okay, like, I think having a conversation about mental health is very important, but just to like really... When you paint yourself as someone who's broken, you just solidify that idea in your head and kind of. Yeah. We talk about self-fulfilling prophecies and like how that kind of works and like yeah. when you believe in something, you kind of just facilitate like even more. It's a yeah. po- it's a positive and negative thing, it's not. A- yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the thing because you can use it for good or you can use it for yeah. for evil. Um, like you know, if you say you're like a smart academic person, like a lot of times you will put yourself in situations where like mm-hmm. you're constantly challenged academically and try to yeah. whatever. But if you're constantly like putting yourself in a negative kind of connotation and like you know the power of language of like. Uh, paint yourself in like a bad light of like oh i'm a bad person or like oh i'm just broken like oh no one will ever love me then you really do put yourself you dig yourself yeah. a grave it's a self-sabotaging thing that i think a lot of people need to kind of just be aware of because i think that's like kind of my um 
like my two cents when it comes to people who are anxious or people who are avoidant it's like yes like you can acknowledge that like yeah there are some things that maybe you don't appreciate you're not fond of but understand that the human part and then the behavior right that these are two separate things right yeah. there's a human and there's a behavior part of trying to figure out like hey like i don't appreciate when i did this like i don't like how i handled this and being very critical about that uh and actually being like you know actually let, allowing yourself to have feelings of guilt and shame just actually like you know processing emotions so that you're able to do better in the future but mm-hmm. when you're someone who's kind of just like using your past experience to be like oh i'm a shitty person i'm bad fuck me right then that's yeah. when it's like yo man like yeah. at that point it's actually true yeah, now yeah, yeah. it, yeah, it actually becomes true like you you're are just pe- digging your own grave at yeah that point. It's like, like, <laughs> i was actually thinking about this the, uh, the last time you were um talking about self-fulfilling prophecies it's like what uh when you kind of go through that thought process like say you come up to an obstacle or something that you have to overcome um you're gonna have a litany of options that you think of and like the uh, but like if you're thinking a specific way you're obviously going to lean towards the one that you like already think of yourself so if it's like if you're thinking of options like oh say you're like a smart economic person let's use a positive example for this <laughs> say like you're a smart economic person and like you're like okay i need to save for a house like what am i going to do um what expenses am i going to cut like what what things are going am i going to do to kind of fulfill that goal right yeah. and if i'm a smart economic person the first one is going to be like okay like let's cut out like wasteful spending like, let's cut out like let's cut my clothing budget let's cut like when i like um, no more tips. Let's yeah. take yeah. Let, let's take cut no more tips. Like, I can I uh, no more drip. Um, I can <laughs> I, I I can make coffee at home type. Uh, yeah, type yeah. Of but it's like if you're if you're a uh, lavish spender or like you're just someone who you know just like likes to spend his money. Obviously, the first thing you're gonna do is like oh like I, I won't be able to save for a house because I I, I can't help myself. I can't yeah. help myself. I just have no financial literacy. Not necessarily you know any financial literacy. You're just like oh I just. I just love spending money. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any self. You take away your agency by doing that. You're yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. oh, I don't have the yeah. chance to improve. Yeah, like, like, and again, like, you did think about like, okay, like, if I just cut out my wasteful spending, then I would. But then you're just like, you already, you already got yourself down because you're like, you're not even thinking about that option in the first place. Because mm-hmm. you're like, yo, uh, I'm already gonna spend money. I'm just gonna keep spending money. Like, what's the point of saving it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like solidifying your own beliefs, because like, I guess the belief of the self is like very dangerous because like. There's how other people perceive you, and it's how how you perceive yourself. And like, I was talking this about like with my girlfriend. Um, she was saying how like sometimes she doesn't really have like positive uh, perception of herself, so she assumes that other people don't have a positive perception of herself. And I was like, and I kind of like would stop her, and I was like, okay, but you understand that you are very good at mediating, and I'm like, when people see both of us, they they more likely talk to you than talk to me because I'm more confrontational. Like I tend to because you're an angry area. yeah it's because i'm an angry area, right like i, t- I tend to tell like tell people how stupid they are and then prove how stupid they are instead of actually trying to listen right but you have always been the person that's like willing to down to listen first before um speaking right mm-hmm. but then she's like oh but i just feel like i just do that because i don't want to upset them and i was like well yeah maybe that is a reason right yeah. but you understand like how your perception kind of like clouds your judgment how other people perceive you right mm-hmm. you can you can think that all your friends hate you but like at the end of the day it's like that actually how they feel or is how that you feel about yourself and you're kind of projecting on like what everyone else feels about you you know yeah. what i mean because yeah. like especially like when we go out in public like i think i, I always argue about this like yeah like she keeps saying like oh like i feel like you're you're very social and charismatic like yes sometimes but i also tend to be getting on people's nerves because i just don't give a fuck a lot of times which yeah. like tends to get me in trouble it's something i'm working on but like what i appreciate is that you actually do value other people not necessarily in the people pleasing way but in a way where it's like 
yo, like, I need to be more mindful about the other people mm-hmm. like, and their feelings, you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, yeah, like, one of the things where it's, like, if you honestly believe that people don't like you, then, like, and you don't actually engage in dialogue, you're going to really believe that, and you're actually just, yeah, you're just digging yourself a grave. You're not yeah. really giving people a chance to actually, like, okay. and your perception of other people, it's, like, kind of just, yeah. you know, like, oh, they don't like me, and, yeah. Yeah, each action is going to be, like, uh, when you're confronted with, like, that situation where you're, you know, you're at a you're at a function or something, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, like, these people want to talk to me. Like, you're gonna be like, oh, you're, in, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, these people don't like me. Like, I'm not gonna make conversation with them. Yeah. Like, you you might social awkward or something. You're already, you're already digging yourself out. Yeah, that might not be your intention in the moment, but like, like you've already like trained yourself. Set you up for failure. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. could be a thought process. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's definitely a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say uh, just just a side just a uh, just a side note um, on that uh, spending thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought of it, but I forgot to I forgot to mention no more uh, spending uh, money on uh, clothes designed by Big Kuya from Milkra. <laughs> no, please, no. No, go support local, bro. Go support the fam. To pay my bills, please. <laughs> Chill. Hit up fire sale. <laughs> Hit up Milkra at Crossline Rills. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah, say okay, it. So, um, this one's this one actually. I think Jimbo probably has a lot to say about this, but um, okay. <laughs> how do you feel about the term "red flags" or cut all the toxic people out of your life? Do you feel like it makes people out to be discardable, or do you see it as like protecting your peace? Uh, and do you think that people have a chance to change for the better? Mm. Hot seats. Yeah, should I say the negative and the positive? I need I you just to be honest, raw your feelings. Deep. Yo. Okay. I'll be completely honest with that. Okay. Just I think I think the people who like say that, like, you know, like it's such a loose term nowadays. Like red flag is such a loose term. Yeah. Oh, it's such a, it's such oh, a yeah, loose term. Before red flags was like, oh, it used to be toxic in this. Now and everyone's like, oh, this guy doesn't fucking eat Oreos. No, oh, it's a red flag. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, like, no, no, like like exactly. Like people are like yeah. red flags, oh he's Filipino. That's a red flag. Yeah, like literally, it's just yeah. I'm so I'm so small. It's five foot seven, bro. Exactly five foot seven. Yeah. That's a red flag. Yeah, I can't control my height, but sorry, I'm five foot seven. I'm doing a Goomba, sorry. It's not my problem. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, and like especially the one thing too. What you say, cut it, call toxic people out of your life? Yeah, yeah. Like that sounds like such a toxic thing to say. Like that sounds like a self like inflicting thing. Like, aren't you the toxic person in that sense, technically speaking? Because why are you like, yo, yo, speak your shit, bro. I'm thinking. I'm really thinking about it like that. Like some people, like sometimes, yes, you need to protect your peace. Maybe there's like toxic people in your yes. life. Could be family, friends, all that stuff, but. Man, I feel like with, like, most of this stuff, it's all kind of, like, bullshit, bro. Like, everyone that's just saying it is just saying it to, like, sound, like, trendy or cool. Yeah. I feel like it's there's nothing about protecting your peace or nothing about, like, kind of doing better for yourself. Like, most of the time. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's just, like, either a trend or just something just to, like, lighten the mood for themselves. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, justify it's, their actions. Justify their actions. Yeah, that's, yeah. A big, that's a big thing, yeah. Yeah. Besides that, yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not on the same boat. Yeah, like, because, yeah. um, I mean... As, as someone who actually has to cut people out of their life, like, uh, that honestly came from a combination of actually trying to mediate it and try to talk some sense to someone else and then not working and be like, yo, you know, I gave them the tool, I gave them the agency to change, but they're obviously not changing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've done my part. I, I can't do, like, I, I can't pull someone's hand. And, like, you know, I can't, I can't parent someone. Because, yeah, like, as I, I kind of, like, talks to this new generation of people and like, kind of this hyper individuality of like you know uh and i, I talk about this about like you don't always want anything like i think that's like a very situational thing where it's like 
that's when that's when you're dealing with someone who's entitled like you know if someone's like trying to count favors or someone who's like yeah. you know like you know you're my friend you're supposed to do this right that's kind of like where that kind of you don't owe anyone anything comes from right but yeah i think a lot of times in my experience when i see people like oh cut all the talk of people in life i'm like you are that toxic person though like you are the person that yeah. is to be cut right yeah. yeah and honestly like in this podcast we talk about the idea of redemption like who you know the conversation of like, who has the, the chance of being redeemable or whatever and also there's a limit of like what someone yeah, can do yeah um but like i think i find a lot of people in this and especially in this dating age i don't know like of tinder or whatever it's like you know they're like they see people as commodities right yeah pros yeah. Cons, cons nope yes right where it's yeah. like yo we're actually treating each other like products and then we're all lonely and like oh like why do i feel so lonely and like why my relationship sucks so bad it's like well like well, welcome to capitalism baby where we treat each other like products right so like you know what I mean? Like it's like yo, it's like it's right, it's right, it's that's right. right. Yeah, that's actually, like, that's actually like, true. Yo, like it's like it's it's kind of a fucked up way of looking at thing. And like um, and I, I always have engage in dialogue of like you know when it comes to viewing people and like how to value someone else besides of of this or this, right? Because like you know I've had a lot of friends that um, a lot of Latino friends actually they're like, yeah, man, I like Asian women. I'm like, cool, but what if like one day they just turn black? Would you still love them the same? You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of throwing them in the spot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, that's the question you ask someone to, like, really fuck up their morals, right? Like, because, like, a lot of people kind of say, like, oh, like, we have this. Like, oh, he's six feet, right? Like, oh, she's bad. Like, she's got a fat ass, right? Like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, but it's like, and, like, you know, like, obviously, like, we all have our premises of physical appearance. Like, we can't deny, like, obviously, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we all have premises, yeah, right? And honestly, like, that's just something that, like, I honestly believe is, is a biological component. Like, obviously, there's some things you just yeah, kind of like or not. You just like, yeah. But, like, just the value of people, because, like, we're talking about attachment theory and, like, relationships, and, like, seeing how the younger generation is so, like, you know, just like, yeah. oh, she's bad. <laughs> this is good, this is bad. And it's like, yo, man, like, you gotta give someone a chance, man. Yeah. What's that? What's I that, feel like, that's the same too. Yeah. Like, I, Oh yeah. No, I was gonna say there's a saying too. Um, trying to think of it. Um, you can't have the good without the bad. It's like that thing. That's literally what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it's not as cookie cutter as everyone like makes it to seem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, like <clears throat> when you date someone, I, I just don't think it's like you just want all the good. Like that just incentivizes people to lie to you and like and like show like True. what the undesirable traits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, all men lie yeah, it's like yeah. well it's because like if i don't i'm not loved you yeah. know what i mean exactly. not to justify like not, lying not, not, yeah not to, not to justify too but you know if you're but, like, it's, it's, <laughs> i think I think, <laughs> I think for a lot of our viewers that have kind of gone through the like the tinder like online dating like roulette um, <laughs> like myself personally like I, it just felt it, it, like again it does feel like you're a product but i feel like a lot of people just like don't see them as like humans in the end and like their capability to change and their ex uh, the acceptance of the cons as well right it's like everyone just sees the pros and then like uh two three years later uh they realize like oh like there's some uncompromising traits that like this person has been hiding from me right? mm -hmm. so i feel like um nowadays especially like in terms of like attachment theory you know and all this stuff when people come like especially when like say like you're an anxious meeting in a um, I think like a lot of people tend to stray away from that because it's like um, that independent person being like, oh, like, I don't need no man's, but like it would be nice to have someone, right? Yeah. Like, yeah where yeah, it's yeah. like where it's like clingy is like, oh, fuck, like why doesn't why doesn't he or she like me? 
because of yeah. this, right? Yeah. And I think it's very, especially in terms of like insecure attachment styles. And I'm not saying that they're red flags at all. I'm just saying it's a little bit more difficult for people who have those insecure attachment styles, whether it be the uh, avoided, um, like the anxious or uh, the disorganized, right? Um, it's a little bit tougher for them to justify like dating in this age because it's like, if you're the clingy person, you'll always doubt if, if they like you through a, like a computer screen or a phone screen, right? Or as like avoidant, it's like no one will ever be good enough for you. Or if they are, they might be a bot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, An NPC? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then like, and then... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe in astrology. <laughs> no, no it, it's it's uh it's the lady who whoever does the TikTok voice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then oh, yeah. and then it's not. I think it's even worse for disappointments because they have no idea what to look for. Because <clears> it's <throat> like yo, like they're they're constantly in flux and constantly thinking about like they want that love, but they're not ready to open up. And it's like I feel like dating apps is the worst type for those type of people well, yeah. for, for that oh, yeah. type of attachment style. So. And um, I was again, I was re- reading a couple articles doing my research. Um, it you may not totally categorize with one attachment style. Like you may like bleed into many others. Like, uh, like oh, the, uh, wrong. Jason said that. Like, uh, the, if you're clingy, you're you're a vo- uh, you're anxious uh, attachment style. He's an Aries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'll only ever be an anxious attachment style. It's like no. Like I think that certain aspects of your attachment style can be secure. Like you, you yeah. can have. Uh, when it comes to certain situations or certain scenarios or even like certain aspects of your life, you can be very secure, but you can also be very anxious or avoidant or disorganized in whatever, like other aspects, right? Um, I, and it's also applies to platonic relationships as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think I'm very like, I think I'm a very anxious, like just person in general. Um, yeah. But like, uh, like, plato- like for my platonic, I'm very, very anxious. I'm always constantly thinking like, how can I like, make my friends better friends <laughs> like how can i be a better friend to my friends right? yeah, yeah and it's like but it's like not that i only realize i'm already a good friend to a lot of my friends right mm-hmm. yeah you're the um but like uh yeah it's just like you're always you're always kind of thinking about that but anyways i think in terms of this um coming back to the question we went on a super big tangent but i just I think that if you're the common denominator among like, oh, like I need to cut all these people off. Like if you're cutting all these people off, the common denominator is you. Yeah. So you, you might be, I think you're the toxic one. Yeah. Here. Like if you're cutting all those people off and it's like, oh, those people are toxic. These people are toxic. These people are toxic. Maybe it's just you. Yeah. Like, and not to attack you or anything, but if you do feel attacked, like maybe reevaluate. Like, reflect, yeah. like is, it, take your hand. is it protecting your peace or your inability to change? Right. And, um, and like, if you don't want to change the way that you're thinking, then by all means, like, that's cool. Um, but I think there also comes to a point where it's like some groups or some, uh, some friend groups or some people who you are either platonically or romantically involved in are redeemable. Um, obviously, uh, to which extent is up to you, but I think being a little bit more flexible, especially, um, in terms of like attachment styles and stuff like that, I think it just builds healthier relationships if you're a little bit more flexible with those kind of things, because um, people do bring value to your life, right? Yeah. And um, just because you're not getting that expected value every single time doesn't mean they don't ever reach that level. Yeah. Right? 
And it doesn't. And just because if it goes down doesn't mean it doesn't come back up and down. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're not constantly always hanging out with our friends, and we're not always constantly loving our loved ones. Hence our relationship and stuff. We're not constantly loving our loved ones at the same level all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I think that. Especially um, when you're cooked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like making it as cookie cutter as like once you see those red flags, once you cut all those toxic people out of your life, it's like what are you really left with? Like what what type of value are you left yeah, with? Yeah, nine cats. Like Yeah, exactly. Know. Like I, I don't think it's protecting your peace. I think it's more so your inability to compromise. Mm. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's just my opinion. You might disagree, but I do think that like you need people around you. Um and you need a support system at the very least. And I think that, like, and, and I, I'm a very, like, extroverted person, so I believe that the more people you have in your corner, the better you are, the better set you are. Yeah, yeah you don't want to burn, like, too many too many bridges in life, yeah. like, yeah. For, for the littlest things that you consider red flags, because mm-hmm. then you burn too many bridges, like, who, who else is going to be there for you, you know? Yeah, like, who will also be in your corner when, time, when push comes to show? Like, you, you, you may be avoidant, say, like, you may be an avoidant person, say, like, oh, I don't, like, I'm an independent, like, I don't need no man or a woman or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. But too. you are, like, <laughs> as humans, we are... <laughs> Top G? <laughs> no, just kidding. We do not endorse Andrew No, no. We no, according to some of our audience, apparently we do. <laughs> I, I hate that guy. But, like, um, yeah, as, like, humans, we're societal people, right? So you can't just be independent all the time. Like, it's, it's not feasible. Like, yeah. you can do it, but is your life going to be fulfilling or... Yeah. Happy? No, probably not. Most likely not. But uh, yeah, like to touch on this question, like to preface my point, I'm going to read the Bible verse. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Isaiah 3. (laughs) Jesus wept. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like what you guys were talking about, I just remembered some lyrics from Nikki's song before. And uh, this was this was a line. Uh, It's called... uh, no, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj? It's an Indonesian singer. Indonesian singer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indonesian? Yeah. Oh, um, so the lyric is... Uh, ask your new lover what it's like to be given a real fighting chance before you wish her good riddance. So I feel like that kind of like applies to the, the Tinder meta nowadays because it's like... The Tinder meta. Because to to relate it back to attachment styles, right? To your list? On, on Tinder and all those dating apps, everyone is trying to present their ideal selves like... <sighs> Everyone was like saying, okay, you can't use this picture. You can't use this picture. Use this picture. You got to use this description. It's like everyone is trying to paint the best picture as possible on those websites or on those dating apps. And then when you find someone that you're like physically attracted to and everyone on that app seems like they're in like the secure bracket. Right. Uh But then when you start to get to know them, there's like their dot is going to move like more to the anxious side. they might show more anxious traits or avoidant traits, stuff that you may not like. Stuff that's different from their profile, and you may see as red flags, and then you're like, and then oh, they're racist, fuck. like, fuck. <laughs> okay, that is an actual red flag. Disclaimer: there are actual red flags. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> some, <laughs> people, some people it might be a kink, though, depending. Oh my depending. god! <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. I just kidding. I just kidding. I just kidding. Stop! Stop! I'm sorry. No, I'm just like. Oh shit! So yeah, like once on. once they start showing those like anxious anxious traits or fear fearful traits or avoidant traits then you're like oh you know i don't like them anymore bye next one on to the next and then you start swiping again it's like so numbing bro yeah it's like what what meaning is your life gonna get you you're like going through match after match trying to find that perfect secure person 
when, when in reality, everyone has a little bit of anxious, a little bit of avoidant, a little bit of fearful. And, you know, to make it work, you need time and you need to work together to make it work. And, and you can't expect everyone to be perfect. You know? like fast like, fashion, like fast and, yeah, and yeah, like like what you guys are saying, like every little thing is a red flag now. Like he's Filipino oh, or he fucking, you know, spends too much time with his mom or he, like yo. he texts too fast or you know, he eats anything. like this. Yeah, he double texts or he eats like this, you know. Yeah, it could literally be anything. I'm like... He wears Jordan. It's so like superficial. Superficial, yeah. Like there's some people, even like... um. What do you call it? It's like Coca Cola. I saw like one girl like say something on a podcast where it's like she saw like like her significant other like some guy she was like looking at dating Coca Cola uh, not dating sorry drinking Coca Coca Cola like twice in a row and then she's like yeah that's a red flag I just like cut him off what bro like, that's crazy like, yeah it's, it's like, is he a kid? it's crazy nowadays right yeah, yo everyone has different values but it's, the thing is like I guess you can kind of see how like values are taught sometimes you know yeah you, know? you know what I mean like um. Yeah, like you see people the way people see each other, and like how that's a kind of like a learned behavior. Yeah. Again, not justifying behavior, but just the idea of like how we teach others of how to value other people, right? Like yeah. a lot of times when it comes to relationships, I kind of talk about like loving someone unconditionally but still having boundaries. Oh, 100%. yeah, not saying like I'll oh, accept your flaws, but accept that they have flaws yeah, and be willing to work on them, right? Because yeah. there's a big difference. Because um, yeah. Um, it's funny because like uh, one of my coworkers actually got married to someone they met on Tinder, right? Because like, uh, cool. and not to, because obviously like we kind of just shit talking Tinder, right? But yeah. just, but you know, like most people go on Tinder kind of fuck, like yeah, yeah, it's like an unspoken yeah. rule. Yeah, yeah, not not to say that there are success stories from it. Like some of my homies have are in long term relationships from Tinder, which is yeah. But like just to see how like your perception of like social media and like media in general and how we in- integrate people in media, how that kind of warped their perception of other people, right? Because uh, she was kind of telling me how like literally she was just there for like you know just a booty call, right? Just like a dick appointment, right? But then she ended up actually liking this person a lot. Yeah. To the point when actually got married, I'm like, oh wow, that's such a that's cool. That's such Success a like story. a Cinderella, you know, Cinderella story. Cinderella story. But like uh, and like uh, again like dating apps are just a way of meeting people. But I just want. The audience kind of be aware of like how that kind of how, yeah how, how that affects the way you yeah, think yeah. about people right because yeah. but there's a nitty gritty that we're just yeah. talking about the nitty gritty yeah I, yeah I think, yeah. I, yeah I think that like when it comes to dating apps like Hinge Tinder and, and stuff like Christian that, Mingle think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, plenty of fish <laughs> grinder <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you guys need to understand that it's a it's a tool like obviously it's it's meant to connect people and I don't yeah. think it should be the end all be all exactly that, yeah like, but see how it affects like yeah, yeah like, yeah. like it, it, you i think again it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy if you go on to tinder looking to fuck you you're gonna, you're gonna fuck, fuck. <laughs> like like but but i think that if you go into the mindset where um and, and it's again it's the same thing it's like if you go into the mindset where you're not going to take it too seriously you're not going to find anything serious yeah um it, it and like i think that when it comes like pertaining to attachment styles i think that um you use it as a you use it as a tool to like get your foot in the door but I don't think that you should just base it on the end all be all. I think that um, if you are trying to play this dating game, I think you should play it to your strengths. And so if um, if dating apps aren't necessarily your forte, then I think that like you just gotta step back and evaluate. Maybe go out and find more hobbies. You know, yeah. If you're that in person like type style character, meta person style, <laughs> um, then like uh, put yourself in situations that will um, best display that. Yeah. yeah, I guess put your situation, put yeah. yourself in a situation where you actually meet people. 
because yeah. like I know there are some people who are actually uh, like finding love, but they're in their older generation and they can't do Tinder. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. And I understand. It's tough. <clears throat> I understand. It's yeah, because like even my some of my friends were on Tinder. I'm like, damn. Like, how do you do that every day? Like having to put yourself, present yourself. You know what I mean? Like you almost putting yourself out as an auction. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like it's pretty dehumanizing a little bit sometimes. Not to say like yeah. you know it's necessarily a bad or good thing, but like honestly, there's some people who kind of just don't take it seriously, just there for like, no. Yeah. But yeah, just if you're someone who's trying to actually trying to find like a healthy intimate relationship, kind of just understanding humans at the fundamental level that like not all people are perfect, mm-hmm. not all people are bad, and not all people are bad out of our own free will kind of mm-hmm. like i'm not again like there are some people who are actually choosing to be an asshole and there's some people who like you know do have a lot of problems going at home right um because yeah like just cutting out all the people in life like doesn't really solve anything like yeah are you just gonna run away from a battle or are you actually gonna learn how to mediate i i, I like that because like yeah we're all human we all have our flaws and problems that we're dealing with no one is perfect i would say like give if you really find someone who you know it's it's come back to that 80 like 80 20 rule like you know they have a lot of good but they have some bad everyone has some bad you know that that's fine they give people a fighting chance you know like if you more often than not if you show that like hey i want to work on this you know let's give us a chance like it it, most of the time it'll work out unless they're like super toxic and just you know like be aware i I feel like we always have to include this disclaimer because some people who and i'm not even gonna like yeah, some, some people guess. like take our words kind of like um out of context but you know give people giving people a chance doesn't mean like you know enabling behavior. enabling toxic behavior enabling yeah. abusive behavior you gotta lean on others or have that sense you know to know when that situation is and Do you have the capacity yeah. like you know yeah and and you know knowing when to step out but you know if it's like a situation where you know it could potentially be healthy i'm not saying like it's unhealthy already but like it could be something good then give it a chance you, you don't know what could happen you know because i know a lot of people that kind of the mentality kind of i see them like kind of jump into relationship to relationship and they're like oh why is it not working out it's like yeah. well like did you give it a chance you give it a chance <laughs> yeah because like and obviously it's weird because obviously you don't want to judge them but it's like damn like you got a new person like every month like what the fuck and you know, yeah. obviously, trying to have a conversation of like, yeah, maybe it's not that, maybe it's just you. Like, you know, like, can you, can you, can you admit that, right? Yeah. Um, and like, it's 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 hard to because they need to admit that that like, okay, maybe like I'm not giving people a fighting chance to, yeah, you know, improve or whatever that improving looks like, right? Um, because yeah, I, I don't know, I guess I, I don't know, it's kind of like talking to younger people of this generation. I'm like, wow, like y'all, kind of heartless, like yeah, y'all like. Nah, like, I wouldn't notice with the younger generation is y'all don't, like, it's not that, I don't think it's not that they lack compassion, it's just, they're way more straight edge and blunt than, like, anyone else was before. And I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, I just think it's a different culture. Yeah. Like, they're very, like, if they don't like something, they don't like something. They don't like something, yeah. 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 Like, like, (laughs) like, let's just use this as an example they don't like Filipinos, man. Oh. They don't like Filipinos, yeah, man. It's just like, like oh, no. yeah, I know. <laughs> we will take uh, it to Jollibee. Come on, yeah, that's yeah, a plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or like, fuck, oh, he's a dog person. Like, oh, how can you like, hate dog people, man? Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dog versus cat people. Shout out to Bosco and Brownie. <laughs> Let's go. Bosco Am I? Floors cat. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But but yeah, I, 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 I agree with Jason. Like it's 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 different. 100%. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's very different. And, and and the excuse they give is it's like it's just it's just like that nowadays. I'm like what well, yeah. well, you know, like, <laughs> if it's just like that then, you so know. Who's close minded now? Like, yeah. me the old timer or you the young fuck? Fuck, like, we, it's, we, it's, we it's, sound it's, old. It's, it's <laughs> You know, what's, you know what's funny about that though? I don't kind of I don't blame and I don't not blame, but I'm just saying I don't blame them for like acting the way they act because that's how it media, is around them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's social media, social media, yeah. is social taking media. so much of their time. Like, be honest, like compared in our time, I know we're old timers, but in our time, social media <laughs> okay. was not a thing. Like, oh yeah, I, I do not remember like you're trying to like download Twitter. something inappropriate and be on a 4K. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. I miss that messenger, LimeWire, like LimeWire, LimeWire, and that was like when like. Like our parents, like it's not like off tangent, but like that was like the time when our parents would like restrict our screen time. Yeah, yeah, which is ironic because there's yeah. no screen time anyways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's no screen time. Yeah, literally, you you be on a computer for an hour and like, try to download all your music in that one hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, dial up speed. Yeah, yeah, and then those naughty videos. You know, <laughs> 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 just say it like that. loading like as like pixel by pixel. It's like like oh, in, in, show the tit, show the tit. <laughs> I'm getting grounded and playing Minesweeper too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> this might be another podcast topic, but like, it, like, like as Jim has said, they can't help it, right? Everything is online now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the influence of like yeah. the, you know, technology moving forward yeah, and stuff actually, like that. Yeah. Actually, but that's, that's another episode. That's that's another episode. episode. Find out the next episode, the Dragon Ball Z. Uh, also, <laughs> also, also a side note. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, last question or uh, like last well structured question. Um, in most psychological research, they recommend that you don't self-diagnose yourself. Even though we just did. Even though we just did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, apply your learning to your own life and let it be done by a professional. That being said, what attachment style do you think you are? Are there behaviors of yourself that you are not fond of when in a relationship? Are there some that you are fond of? Okay. I, I was thinking about this question. Yeah. Earlier. It's a good question. Yeah. Now yeah. you're prepared. Look yeah, at the research. I'm, I'm preparing. I was, I was thinking about this question so hard. Oh, Mr. MHD, like, let's like, go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so again, like I said earlier, I think I'm in, uh, uh, an anxious attachment style personally. So, um, like a couple qualities that I was reading is that they put people on a pedestal. They try to fix people. Um, they're very much like they don't, it's not that they don't have self value. It's just, they value other people over themselves. Over themselves mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they're very like sacrificial in that sense. Um, uh, they, Sibuku. they think, yeah, <laughs> Honorable Sibuku. they think that they're not putting enough into their, uh, into the relationships that they're cultivating yeah. and, 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 uh, among other things. Right. And so that being said, I think one of the pros that, uh, like I'm very good at is, is, um, being very like nurturing to, towards a relationship, mm-hmm. so I love to put in time to my into my quality relationships. Time. Whether it's spending quality time, obviously, like you know, that your love language is spending quality time to service and stuff like that. I love doing that to all of my like platonic and romantic. Like I love just investing in those relationships, almost to the point where I'm a little too clingy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like like recently, this is really funny. Um, but Jim and Zizo have been at my house like every single day, but it's oh, just because cool. like I just really want to like see them all the time and cultivate that relationship. Um, and and it's the same thing with my brother too. I've been spending a lot of time with my brother. Um, and it's just uh, what are you doing, Seth? Bro, and for me, and for me, I think it's a pro because like I just really love cultivating relationships, so I will take the time to do it. Um, I I think one of the cons that I have is I'm, I'm very, like, I'm very self-sabotaging in a sense. So it's like, when it comes to my relationships, so say I have to prioritize another relationship over another. 
or I have to kind of like uh, do something that I don't that I'm not really comfortable with doing uh, it's very like uncomfortable for me and I will self-sabotage myself to the point where it's like it, it gets to the last minute and I have to do like the worst possible option mm-hmm. because I'm so afraid of disappointing so many people yeah. that I'll put it off until like I think about it at a better time but like there's no better time um and, and and I'm very like self-sabotaging in that sense where it's like oh shit I really don't want to tell them that I can't hang out like at this day or I can't really I don't really want to tell them that I'm uncomfortable with this right because they're such a they're such a good friend like yeah. I, and, like especially like okay so I'll, I'll kind of open up about um so recently we kind of had a falling out with a friend and um we uh all kind of con- <laughs> we all kind of uh our friend group in general just kind of confronted him and um uh, and like me and Lawrence, I think me and Lawrence really do struggle with the same thing. We really love to see the good in people. So like when I was kind of going through it, I was like, man, like I got to tell him like what my problem is, but also like, I can't tell him because like, he's such a, he's such a good guy. Like he, he, he did this for me or like mm-hmm. he was, um, he, he was nice to me in this sense or like he did this for me. Like I will justify like not saying it because of like, I'll over put them, like I'll put them on a pedestal overly you know what i mean so um that's kind of like my pro like i I just think that like people can't do any wrong because it's like you know like they're my friends (laughs) yeah i can fix them they're my friends you know what i mean um and it's their responsibility to kind of do that like uh, they're still benefiting yeah and yeah i think that's like one of my biggest pros and cons uh i'm a very loving person and i and i love to give out that love um whether platonically or romantically but also at the same time i'm a very self-sabotaging person while overly put you on a pedestal and it's something like i'm continuing to work on and being a little bit more constructive being like yeah you actually are being an asshole so let me call you out on it yeah take a double-ended uh dildo yeah exactly right (laughs) damn (laughs) but i also gotta realize that like um i also gotta realize that like i i do have value as well so it's like if i need to prioritize a specific relationship or my own mental health like i need to do that and i need to risk disappointing some people yeah. but it doesn't mean that they're gonna hate me at the end of the yeah. day unless they're fucking weird yeah you can't please everyone unfortunately yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh my god i'm a huge people people pleaser, pleaser. Too. I, yeah, me too. Yeah, yo it's, it's hard it's it's so yeah. you're a huge pee pee yeah i'm a huge pee pee bro <laughs> <laughs> um even like before like in, especially in dance i was a big people pleaser like i just damn i'm gonna fight like, to everyone like, no man i loved keeping the peace like i did like no one could ever do any wrong it didn't matter how much can, can i ever talk about how like, you know, like i think ron's a really good meter like yeah i agree i think he's really good at when, having the room when something's going down yeah. like yeah like 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 i just i, I want to keep the peace and i never like want to like just like disturb it so it's like if it's like if so if two people are beefing i'll be like yo yo it's cool it's cool it's cool chill. i'll pull my I'll pull my dick if you guys see but <laughs> yo there's some doms come on guys let's get some doms please please let's get some let's get some but yeah again like i i'm a very big people pleaser this again it's something that i'm working on and, and it's actually something that i've been like seeing improvements in because i've definitely like not necessarily cut people out of my life but um kind of like let bygones be bygones with a lot of things and just like not gotten myself involved and um and and just like left things unsaid because it's just better to keep that peace and and in that sort of situation than really bring it up again because i just feel like if you're already happy and you're kind of doing your thing um and i'm happy doing my thing then there's no reason for us to intersect anymore 
because it's like if we're not if we're not benefiting each other and if we're not doing anything like that then yeah, yeah like I think I think our time has come it's gonna pull out like, yeah yeah and that was like the thing I struggled with the most because I was like <laughs> I was like oh like <laughs> even in like romantic relationships or platonic relationships I was like oh like I don't want to lose this person because yeah. my life is gonna change so much mm. it's gonna change yeah so afraid of that and now it's just like fuck it. My life is cool. It is I'm what it cool. is. I'm cool. It is what it is. It is right? what and it is. It was one of the biggest lessons I took. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah like letting letting bad. people go. I think it's just really cool. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, I'm so nice. I'm going to play myself right now. <laughs> that was, that was something I actually kind of like, I was talking about with a, a coworker where I was like, yeah, because he, he, he was he was in his girl for like at least like, just like three months. And then they asked, he asked like, what, how long have you been dating your girl? I was like, oh, like five years. And I was like, holy shit. Like, Damn, damn, right? And then he asked me the question, like, do you ever uh, wish, like, you were single? And I was like, you know what? Like, I probably think, I think about that all the time because he felt guilty that, you know, he was like, I don't know if this is the one. Like, I don't know, maybe we should stay single. And I was like, you know, that's a question you're constantly get all the fucking time. Because there are times where I'm like, I wish I got home. I didn't have to text anyone, like, oh, hey, I'm home. Good night. I'm like, I'm trying to get home and fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. sleep. I'm by myself. Yeah, like, please. It's not that I don't love you, but just, can you just. And you don't know how to articulate, like, hey, can you fuck off because I'm tired? Like, how do you... Yeah, like, how do you articulate, like, hey, I don't want to see anyone. Leave me the fuck alone. But, like, you don't want to hurt their feelings, right? Yeah. Is, is that a guy thing? I feel like, is, is that not a guy? No, I feel like... It's, it's anyone thing. I, like I think it's an anyone thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, okay, yeah. No, I'm I just sure. feel, yeah, like, even with some of my... I guess it was some of my, like, woman friends, like, a lot of them value their peace. Yeah. He thought I, I was know. feeling. No, and, like, and like obviously, like a lot of girls are like, oh, like, um, I love it when I spend time with my man. I love it when he's like super clingy and stuff like that. Or like, I, so, like, but also at the same time, I feel like there's an ex- uh, like to an extent, um, people just need to have me time. Right? Yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. I think like being super, um, super de- uh, dependent on someone else is just it's like, not good. Not good, it's right? Not good, yeah. I, but like also, at the, I think at the same time, I think us as like dudes just really struggle with like telling like the. That, that tough thing you know what i mean like like being like hey and, you don't want to hurt like, their feelings like in a healthy way like you don't want to hurt their feelings but like also at the same time like you're just like i just don't want to see anyone i don't want to talk to anyone yeah. i just want to kind of do my own thing. my social battery is down please like you yeah know, you know what's funny about that too like thinking about it like really think about what you said too it's like it's a funny thing because i feel like well guys too we're always pulling out the short emotion yeah. and that's like a part of it too and it's also yeah. at the same time it's like we don't want to hurt people's emotions too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. which is like really funny. It's like kind of like a little like. Yeah. Oh, yo! I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, you. No, no, like you, you. Because I was having a conversation with Karen about this too. Where I was like, yo, like as as much as I want to show my feelings, when I show my feelings, it feels like I escalate the situation anyways. Like I don't know. I was never taught how to actually regulate it in a healthy manner. Not, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'd rather just like uh, oppress. What was it? Uh, suppress, suppress them. Suppress it. Then rather than than feel them because I don't want to cause harm to anyone. Like you know, what I'm saying? like you could tell me like. Oh, like, <laughs> talk to me, you need to keep your emotions, but, like, yo, when, like, you are, di- like, when you're, like, when I see, like, when we enter arguments and, like, you know, my girl is, like, you know, dysregulating, she's kind of yelling, or, like, maybe she's not yelling, but, you know, she's not. She's, she's not, she's not, she's upset. She's yeah, upset, she's upset. upset, she's upset, and, like, you know, maybe she might say something that's, like, you know, mean, or whatever, like, you know, it's, like, okay, like, it happens, but, like, if I were to do that. Someone can could easily be like, oh, that's a bad man. You know, he's yeah. an abuser. It's like, you know, trying so hard not to seem like, yo, I don't want to seem like a bad person. That you rather just suppress your emotions because you don't want to harm the people around you. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which is like, and that's why I'm always like, yo, trying to teach men how to effectively, healthily navigate their emotions. You know, not enable behavior. No, no, no. 
but actually be able to cope and actually like express emotions in a healthy manner, Um, feeling what they feel, not enable behavior. Exactly. but like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Where it's like, yeah, it's easy to be like, oh, we need to stop toxic masculinity. It's like, yeah, like, obviously, I agree that? with that. But it's a lot more nuanced. It's not exactly yeah. black and white as you think it is. Like, Yeah, yeah you, you can't just be like, flip off your toxic switch. Yeah. yeah it's like, like yeah. It, it, it takes time. And like, so it's rough out this function. Come on, like, I can't just do that. Like, yeah. Touching on Jim's point and, and your point, like, fact, factoring the fact, like, you know, men have been taught to suppress emotions and we talked about in episode one like breadwinner mentality mm-hmm. and all that yep, yep. like and you know connecting it back to like avoid like <clears throat> attachment styles like are men inherently like avoidant because you know one of the things that a characteristics of an avoidant is like you know they're independent they value the self over others mm-hmm. right so with, with a lot of men and i think like sometimes because my attachment style is mostly anxious but sometimes i also see yeah. avoidant because like sometimes i'm like afraid to show emotion i'm, I'm afraid to I'm, I'm afraid to be a little bit more deep yeah i, I I'm, I'm afraid to be vulnerable right yes, and i feel yes, like that's yes, just like yes. that's such a, like every guy i talk to is just like it's common so yeah. i don't know like what do you guys think is is it like do all guys like have think, that is, is like a men trait yes and yes. but i think it's a learned behavior yeah it's a yeah. learned behavior because i think i think it really comes down to like if you think about your your uh upbringing and you think about like, um, cause it's, it's very, it's very weird. Like we call it mommy issues and daddy issues. Right. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I'm very much like a mommy issue person, but I also feel like, um, seeing like my dad grow up and not like kind of like repressing that emotion because we are like first generation. Is it first generation? No, we're second generation. Second. Right? Yeah. So uh, well, first generation. First. I'm first generation. Well, yeah. first and first or second. So we're, we're, we're children of immigrants. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, we get you, we get you. Yeah. And, and it's like, how they're taught is is um because I, I think or jason i remember jason explaining that pyramid where it's like uh you have your like wants basically oh, uh, so uh biological needs uh uh psychological needs and self-fulfillment needs. yeah self-fulfillment and it's like they they only ever really fulfilled that first like bottom triangle maybe yeah, maybe like, some of the second maybe some of the second like halfway bro yeah like um it's so funny because i talk to all my filipino friends or just my friends of immigrants and um and they're always like yo like uh, they always talk about like how like their parents don't believe in mental health. Yeah, and like <laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's, they it's don't. a crazy. It's it's funny to say because we're like yo, our parents too, but it's also kind of sad. It's sad because it's like, but it's funny though. No, <laughs> but it's funny, <laughs> but, but it's also kind of sad because it's like it's like if they had that meant if they had just at least that second triangle, I think that third piece like that self fulfillment will be a lot easier to find. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and so like going back to like us as men or even just children of immigrants in general like it even applies to some like uh women as well um it's hard for us to be a little bit more vulnerable uh just because like we're shown to repress our emotions and we're shown to just like thug it out because it's like yeah it's not important it's not more important than what your needs are but again like going back to that triangle we need all three parts to like be healthy fulfilled yeah and fulfilled right so these are needs not yeah yeah not uh add-ons yeah Yeah. so i think like uh, i think specifically pertaining to us four dudes um a lot of our like immigrant dads just never showed emotion and so that's why we're also very reluctant to show that and be vulnerable like i think i I think i mentioned this in a previous podcast i've only ever seen my dad cry like once and then Mm -hmm. i but like but and i also i just thought of this i also think that like 
Um, you, but more often than not, a lot of people who are kind of like a little bit more broken and a little bit less like open to expressing those emotions, um, that they're more resort to anger because that's all they really saw from their parents. Like, oh, I, I learned about that in one of my lectures. Yeah. I like, so <clears throat> I can't remember, but there's something about like strong emotions and soft emotions or like, so crying and anger are usually strong emotions. And so yes, a lot of yes. times when, um, someone's crying, it's very easy for them to switch into anger and when they're angry it's a lot easier to switch to crying uh-huh. um I, there was like i, I hope that i can fucking source this and i'm talking to my asshole but the idea was that like these emotions are very like similar and how like they're uh-huh. they're strong emotions yeah, so it's yeah. easy to switch between these two right yeah, yeah. like you're not gonna switch between anger and like haha right that's like it's <laughs> I, I think even from personal experience it's true yeah, yeah right like, it's and, easier yeah. to cry uh, it's easier to be angry and then cry after or it's easier to cry and then get angry after. yeah it's it's such a like a normal thing right yeah. so like when you are telling men to like not cry and there's no other outlet for emotion, do you not see how that emotion can be illicit? Again, not to say that we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. We have choices. Yes. But if you're trying to help someone regulate so they're not harm society, do you not see that like the moral implications of trying yeah. to let someone regulate emotions? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, again, it's a back to the self-fulfilling prophecy. If all you know is anger, obviously that choice is going to be lit up in bright neon lights in your head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a path of least resistance. Like, yeah. Cause, cause with anger, like if, if you've already learned it from a, you know, a young age, you know, I'd be like, yeah, like I, I can go to this, this, this works. Sometimes it doesn't work, but I'm just going to go to it anyway. Instead of like learning, you know, I can channel my emotion another way, but that yeah. takes energy. That takes time, you know, yeah. to yeah. learn that behavior. So. <laughs> jump in, jump in. I was really thinking, was really thinking about this. Yeah. Sorry, you, you're, can, you, can you repeat the question again, sir? Uh, so, so essentially, uh, I was like, uh, a, I was talking. Our spit, essentially, our spitball right now yeah. is like, uh, why is it so hard for men to be angry? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. I don't want to sound like this is like a very cliche thing, but like, obviously, like society, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a valid. That's like such a big thing to say, but yeah, society. Like I it's feel, true. It, it is. No, it's, it's true. It's, it's true, true to I mean, some extent. Yeah, it's true to some extent. I feel like like us even like showing somewhat of emotion or just kind of displaying, regardless of what emotion it is, I feel like more so crying and anger just kind of like shows us as like weak as men. Weak. Yeah. Weak as men, especially. Especially crying. Stoic. More so crying. Yeah. Than anything. It kind of shows like weird. To, yeah. I don't know. What it is uh, fe- people say it's like feminine traits yeah. and they're kind of act, you're acting Cause, like a cause, woman. Because because we're because uh, we're like a little bit more desensitized. Like, have you ever been like? If you ever think of like media, like you scrolling TikTok or Instagram, like people always play like off men men crying as like a funny thing. Yeah. Like we, we use humor to kind of shield the fact that we're actually. You also see a lot of men dying on media compared to women. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if that's just me, but like yeah. I, even in movies, it's so much easier to see dudes dying than see women and children dying. Yeah. 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 And it's like it's it's a lot more powerful to see a woman cry in media than it is for like a man and it, it might not be true for some people but just in my yeah. perspective like i think it's a lot more normalized to see women cry media than it is yeah, to see yeah. Men. because it's like if you see men cry media it, it, it portrays them as like obviously like people automatically think oh they're weak they're vulnerable they're they're like not like a quote-unquote uh, alpha male or whatever right yeah. so it's like a lot of people in media just kind of like are like oh shit like men men shouldn't cry but they only cry when like Literally, the only time I've ever seen men cry in a movie is if they've lost their family. No. Like, yeah. legitimately, like, I think of, like, all media. Like, I was watching The Incredibles the other day. And Mr. Incredible thought he lost his whole ass family. And literally, he starts sobbing in the movie. And I'm like, damn, like, 
Like that's that's the only that's the only time you ever think of like men crying. And like I actually and then I thought about it like uh, during this talk and I'm like, wow. It affects your behavior. Yeah. Like, or your attitude yeah, towards yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no. Like I now I genuinely think the only time I should ever cry is like if a family member dies. Yeah. Right? It's just like yeah, and and a lot of people kind of don't really like. Oh no, like I'm not that influenced by the, the environment around. I'm like, no, you are part you are. of the environment. You're Again, not to say we don't have any choices, but like a lot of times our choices are dictated. Like for example, if you believe the Earth is flat, are you gonna fly all the way to the left side of the world? Hell no, right? But if you believe the world is round, you don't give a fuck, right? It's like yeah. it's just, like and then, again, maybe like a religion um analogy where it's like, is a child. Christian because he chose to be Christian or because you only put him in a Christian community and he's not like never challenged the way he thinks. You always just put him in there and like you Ooh, never, yeah, yeah, you never, yeah, yeah. you never challenge the way like he thinks, right? Um, even using Andrew Tate, for example, for example, like, you know, he chose to say those things about women. He chose to uh, harm women and to like, you know, endanger them. However, imagine this. Imagine if Andrew Tate was not raised in, I think, Romania. I don't know where, where yeah, you, yeah, 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 Romania. It doesn't have to be Canada or, or America. It can be anywhere else. Imagine he has, he grew up with a feminist mother, maybe like a feminist father. Maybe he uh, learned about equality. He's always like his family believed in equality. His group uh, taught him about compassion. Do you think he would have been different? Or did he choose to be a bad person again? And this is a question that's obviously very difficult to answer, right? Of like, yeah, because you, you're never going to know. Yeah, like, how much yeah. agency do we actually have as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole argument of like, oh, do we force someone to think a certain way or do we allow freedom and the whole freedom versus peace and oh, yeah, shit. it's a whole kind of worms. Because <laughs> when I, when I say this, like I think a lot of people are like, oh, you're, you're trying to invoke compassion for Mr. T. You're trying to justify his behavior. You're trying to see that he's a redeemable person. Like, no, I'm just saying be a little more critical of how people are actually coming to this world and how they behave. Yeah. Like you, yeah, <clears throat> honestly, like trying, like honestly, like studying human behavior my whole life. I'm obviously having this conversation with yeah. dumb foxes. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's so yeah. inferior. Like, like, like drop, like, 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 like the Sims, bro. Like you, you drop, like you, you name the, the Sim attribute, bro, and you put him in like what he grew up in, and then you put the in a parallel world, you you drop attribute into the world that you're kind of like. The situation that you're just you're describing, like they're gonna turn this, out different. This, the the Andrew Tate's are gonna turn out different. Obviously, like he's gonna have the same physical characteristics, and obviously, like yeah. still the still like those brain pathways, like the the super scientific part of it. Yeah, of course, the of actual, course. like genuine DNA and like stuff like that, and like and, and then it becomes like a, a situation of like you know like um, nature versus nurture, right? But anyways, like obviously, so, some of those like brain pathways are gonna be the same, right? He's still gonna come to kind of the the, the same type of like maybe he gets endorphins from boxing maybe yeah, he still gets endorphins yeah, from boxing yeah, so he loves boxing yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like, like maybe he's just like his body's built for boxing so he's still gonna be in MMA but like because he was nurtured a specific way maybe he like thinks differently about some things right uh, I also think that like uh, just not well not necessarily the question but the topic I think um the spitball for this is um because we were talking about a lot about influences right um I do think that and I was also again doing like again, reading the article, and um, they they were listing the reasons why a person could be an anxious um, attachment type or an avoidant attachment type, and I think that like it was funny because it's like if you have an avoidant parent, you I think that like most likely you're gonna create an anxious kid because oh yeah oh yeah I think I think it's love, yeah you know what I mean from experience and so I think <laughs> from experience right like I think that like my parents is like uh, attachment style is very like. Well, my, my dad's very anxious, so, like, I obviously take, like, the... You model that like, behavior. The, the model that yeah. behavior. Yeah. But also, like, that behavior is nurtured through my mom because my mom's a very, like, 
um, avoidant, like attachment style. Yeah. Like she's very like independent. Like she doesn't she doesn't let anyone in her circle, and she doesn't. It's very hard for her to like you know open just kind of like open up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, like I understand that like that is a result of like my upbringing. You know what I mean? And um, not to like diagnose my mom or my dad, but it's just the, the traits and qualities. Yeah. Um, that I've read and researched that I see mostly in my like, yeah. parents. Like, obviously, they're going to fall into different categories and different situations, but I think in general, like, I think um, avoidant, like, a parent fi- an avoidant parent figure is going to create an uh, anxious, uh, sorry, an anxious child. And, like, um, I think that, like, growing up as an anxious person, I think I tend to also very much avoid, like, um, avoidant, like, attachment style people because mm. it's just, like, I want to, I want yeah, to you don't want to deal with that again. I don't want to deal with that again, right? I already deal yeah. with it at home enough, right? So it's like, yeah, and that makes sense, yeah, because you want something that doesn't remind you of that 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 pain. Kind yeah, of yeah, like, or like that the negativity, the connotation. Yeah, right? that experience. No, it's like yeah, let's let's drink that. Yeah. yeah. Final words. Any final words? Yes, sir. Um, I mean. Nothing much. I mean, honestly, we, I feel like we touched bases on all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Green, flags, back. green flags. Green flags. Green flags. Red flags. We didn't need to touch on. <laughs> yeah, even stuff we didn't need to touch on. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Patreon. I mean, green flags, man. Like, green flags, Vince. Like, green Filipinos green flags. Bro. Oh, true. <laughs> it is a green flag. Facts, facts. Shout out to my Filipinos, bro. Like, shout out to, you know, Longanisa and all that shit. Synagogue, yeah. I think last like words is i think um your attachment again like your attachment style isn't the end all be all yeah, of, not of how you connect with people you know what i mean it's your love language it's like it, it's literally you as a person your hobbies and stuff like that so yeah. um i think take your like knowing and acknowledging your attachment theory it's is a good, good thing it's a good no- um and obviously we all want to like be in that secure um like you know category yeah but at the end of the day i think that we're very much a mix of a lot um but one will always be preferred if that makes sense yeah and also understanding that like just because you're in another category doesn't mean you're a bad person no yeah yeah, it's not a red it's not a red flag by any means yeah it just means you're a flawed person which is and we all are and we all are and um again like if you are in this because like I think attachment styles definitely does apply to romantic relationships the most. It can definitely apply to platonic. For oh, sure. it can definitely. Apply. But I think it's a it's a very important component of romantic. And I think yeah. that like, just for my people who are in that kind of like dating meta, the Hinge, Tinder, whatever, the online dating meta, just be a little bit more open, um, to like and be a little bit more receptive of people and a kind of understanding if they are avoided, anxious, or disorganized. Um, and if you yourself if you yourself think you're secure then, like, kind of question yourself in, like, ways that, like, you love. Like, yeah, sure, you may be secure in one aspect. But, yeah. Um, think about, like, how you're being avoided in others and how you can kind of improve that and, and be a little bit more flexible and open again, like you said. Yeah. Um, because, like, I think that it's, 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 it's really tough. It's really lonely. I've been there. I still am low-key. <laughs> but um, it, it gets better when you finally understand um, these things because you start to create more genuine relationships rather mm-hmm. than just one that's just off face value where you both think you're secure but in but in actuality you guys are like the least compatible in mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like attachment wise or rather not compatible because I, I do think that there's a compatibility with any of these four 
Um, you guys just don't have the you guys don't have the tools or the knowledge to really deal with that. Um, so yeah. yeah. All right, and that's I think that's a wrap. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Uh, Thank what you. is this episode 16? 16. 16. 16. 16. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Oh, we missed the Kinsey Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, have a good night, everyone. We'll yeah. see you in the next episode. See I love you. Next you. Episode. Love Bye. Bye guys. Thanks to Jimma for being our special love guest. You. Yeah, Jimma. The king is back. Oh my god. That's the that's the outro. That's the outro music. Sexual chocolate. The king is back. Chocolate raid with the guy like if you ask a spat and you believe in astrology, don't worry, I'll protect your peace. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> okay, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>